We are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. The people. The people. The people. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. America first. America first. America first. America first. Back in some form, we will be back in some form. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the His Hardline Show, where we, the people, are the ones that are in some form. We, the people, are the solution. We are the ones who will stand up this republic by reassembling our states the lawful, the lawful way. This is the only podcast where you're going to get conversation built around God, wellness, how to fortify your family so we can stand up this great country we call the Republic of these United States of America. You ain't gonna get any sellouts over here. You're not gonna get fake opium. You're not gonna get fear porn pushed your way. No, 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 no. This, this is the His Hardline show. show. The show that was inspired by God to get started. And we push nothing but truth over here, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome, welcome to the, the show. show. Welcome to the show. Be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Why is that, you might ask? Because God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, they are the host with the most, and they are in charge here. They are the in the captain's chair and they're at the helm they're behind this wheel therefore they are steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life so welcome to his hard line today is thursday june 1st yeehaw, 2023 and you are listening to episode 554 and today is going to be a reading out of the book of philemon chapter one and the only chapter for that book we're going to do a nice quick one there i figure we knocked that book out so then it knocks out another one so 
And today we have a title called Pride Month BS. Pride Month BS. So we're going to talk a little bit about pride today and why it's one of the seven deadly sins and and, and just, you know, all the fun things that comes with it. You know, we're going to have a good solid month, guys. So buckle up. We're going to have a good solid month of of complete homosexuality and LGBTQ LMNOP plus 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 garbage in our faces. So you know what? While they're putting that nonsense in our face and all these big corporations are trying to go woke and broke with their bull crap BS, well, we're just going to put it right back in their face by mocking it and just letting them know how much of an abomination all this is. And by and large, a lot of this seems to like be a bigger ploy and plan to get after our kids and groom our kids, which, by the way, is a big no, 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 no. You leave our children alone, you sick freaks. You sick freaks. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into all that fun stuff, I tell you, I was just looking at uh, <laughs> I was looking at True Social and uh, the president, right? Quote, unquote, uh, I say that loosely tongue in cheek, the president, Biden, face plants and an embarrassing. <laughs> he just he's just in a big, embarrassing worldwide laughing stock. Um, and there's a photo on True Social that I found uh, that he's getting helped up by three people. He's just, you know, he, he can't stay on his bike. He can't walk up the stairs on Air Force One. Again, quote unquote, the guy can't even stand. He can't even string two sentences together. But yet we're supposed to believe this guy got 81 million votes, a few million more than 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 Obama. Really? Okay. The guy couldn't even freaking freaking auditorium or a closet of people, much less a stadium like our, you know, beloved Donald John Trump. OK, and, and, and make no mistake when I say beloved, don't make a don't make a, a misinterpretation of thinking that I, I worship the guy because he's just a man like like me. OK, he puts on his shoes and socks the same way I do. All right. The thing is, is that out of anybody in D.C. that has gone in and worked among the corporate United States, right? That de facto, I hate to break it to you, but Donald John Trump is the only one, the only one that is good. Meaning he is the only one that's taking the orders of the people in general assembly, along with the military and the provost marshal and, you know, everyone there that got notice. We'll get into that a little bit here, but Here's something else. So my wife sent me this yesterday. I guess apparently in Baraboo, Wisconsin, not too far away from where I used to go to high school. I lived about eh, about an hour north of Baraboo, Wisconsin, by the Wisconsin Dells, which has got a lot of uh, famous for a lot of water parks. It's uh, quite fun, actually. It's kind of like a, a pigeon forge of Tennessee, except in Wisconsin. It's really, really good time. But apparently there were there was a train derailment. And uh, yeah, uh, that like to know more about what you know happened there apparently there was nothing too crazy on that there was no you know uh, what do you want to call it there was no you know crazy chemicals that you know killed the atmosphere or anything like that but there's still a train derailment nonetheless here's something else now this was kind of interesting this was <laughs> this was on the gateway pundit i don't know if you guys seen it but maybe i will uh Maybe if I recall, maybe if I remember, I'll go check it out and, and or I'll uh, post it on Telegram. But uh, there was a car that was caught on camera that literally sailed in the air roughly, I don't know, what, 
120 feet over a tow truck. The it, like seriously over a tow truck, Dukes of Hazard style, right? Like, and 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 it was wild. If you watched it, I mean, it was crazy. Now there was injuries reported, two severe injuries from that. Which if you would have saw how airborne that car got, yeah, there's no way you're walking away from that. And uh, you know, with just a couple scratches and and, and bruises. I mean, this guy or gal, whoever was driving this car, clearly was distracted. And man, this thing went sailing. I mean, just straight up sailing. I mean, like this. Yeah, I mean, straight up Dukes of Hazard style. I mean, they they launched. I mean, when you saw it, it was like, seriously, it looked like something out of the movie. It's like, oh, wow, like no freaking way. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> just so stupid. I, I can't believe it. Like, they launched off that ramp of that tow truck like 70, 80 miles an hour. It's crazy. Um, but anyways, I, I guess nobody died. That's good. But uh, it, it goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, don't, don't be on your phone while going down the highway. It's, you know, 70, 75 miles an hour where there could potentially be a tow truck. What amazes me is if you know how large these ramps are on a tow truck, it's not like you got two or three feet of overhang on each side, right? Like you have just enough space to fit a car on this ramp. The fact that this car hit this ramp so perfectly square to where it was able to get a full-blown launch is a is everything short of amazing i mean really so anyway <clears throat> so there's that now real quick little housekeeping remember my little disclaimer for all the karens and darrens out there and if your name is karen or darren i apologize i do not say that to be mean that is just you know well let's just face it there are people out there who might be the name you know i don't know jessica or or a Paulette, right? That are complete Karens. All right. And there's some Karens out there that can be complete Karens. You know, again, I mean, no offense, but I don't know why Karen got picked as a name to, to be a description of someone who is just a complete nag or a hag, but somehow it landed on it. And that's sad because I got a lot of Karens in my family and, uh, but you know, it is what it is, but this disclaimer goes out for all the Karens and Darrens. And the reason I say Darren, that's the, you know, male version of a Karen. I just like to call it Darren because it's fun. I like it. So remember, as I always state periodically on the podcast, I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat and I don't play one on TV. I'm not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. I do not give out legal advice. I am also not the official face or voice of the national state or county assemblies. And additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man. And last but not least, the opinions and thoughts and statements are of my own unless I reference other materials. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. So um, I'm just trying to think of where I want to start. So what we're going to do, we're going to start with the scripture, right? We're going to do a reading first, okay? Out of the book of Philemon, chapter one, the only chapter, okay? And um, and so, and then we're going to get into a summary, and then we'll get into the topic of pride and all that fun, happy nonsense. So starting with section, or uh, section one, uh, verse one, okay? We're talking about the address and greeting. Now, this is a letter by Paul, okay? So Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, 
our beloved and co-worker, to Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church at your house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God, always remembering you in my prayers as I hear of the love and the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus and for all the holy ones, so that your partnership in that faith may become effective in recognizing every good there is in us that leads to Christ. For I have experienced much joy and encouragement for, from your love because the hearts of the holy ones have been refreshed by you, brother. Therefore, although I have the full right in Christ to order you to do what is proper, I'd rather urge you out of love, being as I am, Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner for Christ Jesus, I urge you on behalf of my child Onis, uh, Onisimus, whose father... I hate when I get little pop-ups, whose father I have become in my imprisonment, who was once useless to you, but is now useful to both you and me. I am sending him, that is my own heart, back to you. I should have liked to retain him for myself so that he might serve me on your behalf in my imprisonment to the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that the good you do might not be forced, but voluntary. Perhaps this is why he was always from you for a while, that you might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a brother, beloved, especially to me, but even more so to you as a man and in the Lord. So if you regard me as a partner, welcome him as you would me. And if he has done you any injustice or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, write this in my own hand. I will pay. May I not tell you that you owe me your owe me your very self? Yes, brother, may I profit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ with trust in your compliance. I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. At the same time, prepare a guest room for me, for I hope to be granted to you through your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as well as Mark, Aristarchus, Damas, and Luke, my co-workers. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that is uh, the book of Philemon, chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. Okay. So, the book of Philemon, Philemon is a very short letter, which was written by the Apostle Paul to, you know, Philemon, of course. Uh, and the letter addresses a delicate matter involving Philemon's slave, Onesimus, who had run away, but later became a believer in Christ Jesus, in Jesus Christ, right? And so Paul writes to Philemon, urging him to receive Onesimus back as more than a slave, but as a brother in Christ. See, Paul emphasizes the principle of forgiveness, reconciliation, and the transformative power of the gospel. And so though it was a brief letter to Philemon, it highlights the importance of treating others with love and equality in light of their shared faith in Christ. So as we kind of take a deeper look into this chapter, right? The only chapter in this book, it provides several valuable lessons that we can take away from this text. So for like for starters, there's the lesson of forgiveness and reconciliation, right? Because this letter emphasizes the power of forgiveness and the importance of reconciliation. So Paul encourages Philemon to receive Onesimus back. Again, not as a slave, but as a beloved brother in Christ. And it teaches us the significance of letting go 
of past grievances and embracing a spirit of forgiveness and reconciliation in our relationships. Now, the second thing that we can learn from here is about equality and brotherhood, because Philemon is reminded of the equality that exists among believers in Christ. Now, regardless of social status or background, all believers are considered part of the same spiritual family. Now, this book encourages us to treat others with love, respect, and equality, recognizing our shared identity as brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, the next lesson, obviously, here would be the transformation and the power, you know, and, and the power of having second chances, right? The, the, or I shouldn't say the power, but the significance of second chances. Because the story of Onesimus illustrates, <clears throat> excuse me, it illustrates the transformative power of the gospel. Once a runaway slave, he becomes a changed man through his encounter with Christ. And this teaches us that people can change and deserve second chances. And it encourages us to view others through the lens of potential rather than their past mistakes or circumstances. This is kind of something that happened. Again, I shouldn't say kind of. This is definitely something that has happened in my own life because I had been a certain way for so long up until a certain point in 2020. And because of the gospel and because of the power of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is when I became a renewed man, somebody completely different, but still being worked on, right? Still being worked on internally by God. Because again, I'm not a perfect man. I still got some things I need to work on. But by and large, the destruction of the old self was completely demolished and the rebuilding of the frame and the foundation is already situated. Now he's putting up again the drywall and he's doing the finishing touches and everything like that. If we're going to put it in perspective and in, in comparison of like a house, right? The construction of a home. You need the foundation and the frame first before you can start doing all the interior stuff and top it off with the roof and shingles. So that's kind of one of the things that he's talking about there is the power of transformation and second chances. Now, the last lesson we can take away from this book is advocacy and mediation because Paul acts as an advocate and a mediator in the letter interceding on behalf of Onesimus, right? And so this teaches us what? The importance of standing up for others, right? Very important, especially those who don't have a voice, those who have a trouble standing up for themselves, right? And so not only does he stand up for others, but also, again, seeking reconciliation and using our influence to promote justice and fairness in times of difficult situations. So these lessons from the book of Philemon can inspire us to foster forgiveness, right? To pursue reconciliation, to embrace equality among you know, our brothers and brothers and sisters, right? Believe in the transformative power of the gospel and 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 lastly to be advocates, advocates for others in our relationships and our communities. Very, very important. So now to segue into something else here. I refuse to use the word transform or you know transition because that's a that's a naughty word, but a, 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 a happy word for this LGBT plus Q, LMNOP, ABC, whatever community. Um, but before we get further into that, so remember, like I said, we were talking about the train derailment, right, in Wisconsin. Well, here's what also was kind of nuts. There were two massive manufacturing plants, I guess, that had huge fires over the past few days, one of them being in Wisconsin, the other one in North Carolina. And then not only that, there was a large farm that I guess got destroyed in a fire out in Washington state. 
I believe. I don't know. I was trying to remember. My wife sent me this stuff yesterday. I'm trying to go off memory. And like I said, back to what I was saying before with Congress, right? Our Senate, everybody in the de facto DC swamp land area over there on the East Coast. You know, so many people were fawning over Marjorie Taylor Greene. And now I hope people are starting to wake up a little further, okay? Like, here's the thing. I never put any stock in anybody de facto, okay? Even Trump to a small degree. Like, yes, Trump has a purpose and he's part of, you know, he's still commander in chief and he's working with the military. There's no doubt about that. But everybody else, 100%, no question, no doubt, without a doubt, okay? Everybody's bad, including MTG including Ron DeSantis, including Greg Abbott in Texas, including, uh, what's a stupid name? I mean, there's so many of them in there. Everybody's bad. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all BS. But finally, people are starting to see that Marjorie Taylor Greene is not the friend that you thought she was and should be or could be and thinking that she was part of the MAGA crowd. Here's what the, the, the Telegram page, Shadow of Ezra, actually had to say and this was his post he said the enemy gave you all the words you needed to hear the enemy then got a traitor elected as speaker of the house the enemy then got influencers to double down which ones lied to you that's right that's why why do you think i always tell you folks be careful who you follow the enemy has now shown her true face for the public to see right because again she voted for this bullcrap debt ceiling BS nonsense, right? Along with the other 140 whatever odd Republicans, which again, let's call it for what it is, the big uni, the unicommunist party. And so he continues to say, Marjorie Teller Green is an enemy of the United States and the Constitution at Shadow of Ezra. That's right. That's right. Look, here's the thing. People keep asking, like somebody put on here in the chat, what about Higgins? I like Higgins. Well, you know, I used to like DeSantis and I used to like certain people like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gnome, whatever, uh, one of the governor, the governor in, uh, what is it, North Dakota? I can't remember now which state because I just don't care anymore. There was a few governors out there that we thought were good. Here's the thing. All of them, they're shit. Sorry, they're all crap. I, I don't know how else to put it. We are watching Kabuki Theater. Okay, and this whole debt, this debt limit ceiling debacle that's going on again, smoke and mirrors, folks. It's all smoke and mirrors. They're all smoke and mirrors. I mean, we're, it's it's pretty much a certainty. I can't show you receipts, but I mean, listen, it's what is it? The Oregon, that lesbian governor out there in Oregon, I forgot what her name is. I mean, it's already coming out that she's been accepting cartel money for their state government dealings. And somebody that I spoke with that's kind of involved in there and kind of, you know, that knows a thing or two, we're just going to leave it there. Oh, Jason, I hate when people do that. Oh, I have a source, but I can't say it. Well, no, legit, I can't say it because again, I can't, but you know, it's pretty pretty you know well concluded that how this government this de facto government's getting funded is by the cartels again that lesbian governor out in oregon it's already coming out out there that she's accepting cartel money so you think it's just a secluded to one state eh, no think again think again 
So, you know, you can't trust anybody in the de facto. All these people, all of them in the swamp, don't be deceived because remember, Satan is the prince of lies, right? Satan and his little demons can form and shapeshift and mold into whatever they need to be to make you believe the lies they're going to spew out to you. And that means looking like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, then, Jason, since you say that, what about Trump? Well, maybe, but here's the thing. The fruits of his actions have actually proven something about that man. The fruits of all these other scumbags in D.C., are contrary to what they say. Well, holy crap, imagine that. Is anybody surprised? And again, if there's somebody that you like, I'm sorry, give it time. They're going to do and say something that's going to show you contrary. It's going to be very contradictory to what they were talking about. I'm just forewarning you. All right? Just let it be known. Don't trust anybody in the de facto. Yeah, but Jason, I know somebody that's de facto on, on the county level, you know, and they're good. They're a good person. They're a good woman, good man. Okay, there are good people on the state level and county level. Sure, absolutely. But even if you know somebody, don't let that don't let that fool you. I thought I knew some people pretty well, and they did some things that were very atrocious that I could not believe. So just because you think you know somebody does not mean. It does not mean they are the people you think they are. And then somebody was just saying right here, so what about these people that we vet and put into office? Well, now, what are you saying? Office in de facto or office in de jure, in the assembly? Because those are two different things. She, uh, they continue to say on the comment, even on the local level, I mean, once they get elected, then they just become part of the machine, right? Well, yes, but again, I'm not saying in the de facto, they say, okay, and I think this is honey. I think she said, I, I see so many people, um, that, that chime in here. Um, uh, but the thing of the matter is this, not all, yeah, Destry just said it right here. Not all of them are, not all of them are, are, are part of that machine. There's some people that are in there that are trying to do the right thing and basically be a cog in the wheel. Right. So you got to remember that. Yeah, he makes a very good point. See, Ron Paul, I, I wasn't so sure of. See, that one surprises me. But Jesse Ventura, that one, I believe, that one I know too. Yes, Jesse Ventura was definitely one of them that was not part of that machine. He was more or less a cog in the a wheel. Uh, Destry, I, you have to enlighten me a little bit on Ron Paul. That one, I was uh, on that one. I'll be honest with you. That one, I was a little, eh. But, but. Destry might know something that I don't, and it's very likely he does. But Jesse Ventura, he's not hes not wrong on that one. I heard some stuff on that one about how he got threatened. I don't know if I can share that story, but I want to get more details on that because that is interesting how they got to him. I mean, they, they basically threatened to hit it. They basically threatened him and his whole family's lives, basically, if he didn't play ball. I mean, we're just going to say that. But he was a cog in the wheel. Let's see, Destry was saying that's the reason that they gave Ron Paul diesel diesel treatment. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, you know, but again, just because they're on the local level doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. Because there's good people that try to run for local office that just don't know any better, right? They don't have any nefarious agenda. They don't, you know, I'm so again, make no mistake. I'm not saying 
if there's somebody that you like that you know and they happen to get elected or appointed into office on a local level i'm not saying they're bad they just don't know any better but what i'm saying is the lion's share the large share of these people they're not who you think they are so there's that um so i was looking at the gateway pundit today CNN writes a glowing article, apparently, on women marrying themselves as symbolic expressions of self-love. Well, ain't that special? That's just super duper special. Go go marry yourself. <laughs> My God. Help us, Jesus. Um, here's another article, New Hampshire. Okay. Now see again, guys, if you want to keep putting your kids in public school, listen to this. All right. New Hampshire school district using $4,000 in COVID relief funds to pay for a high school drag show. Now, do you think a drag show, ladies and gentlemen, is part of the COVID scamdemic? Do you believe that $4,000 should be allocated to pay for a bunch of freaks? to dance in front of your adolescent students at school. A government indoctrinated funded school by our tax dollars, by the way, raped and pills out of our pockets. Do you think that four grand is, is a, it should be allocated to that? I don't think so. That four grand shouldn't be allocated to anything, even if it was righteous. That's COVID relief money. Why are they spending that crap on drag queen shows for high school students? What the hell is this world coming to? Um, somebody said, what state I, New Hampshire figures. Cause that's like the most corrupt state in the U S you know, Mike Sununu's state. There you go. Makes sense. Here's another one. MSNBC guest claims that conservatives boycotting target is literally terrorism. Listen what this freak has to say. I'm sorry. I'm going to call him for what, it, listen to this. When target caves into this then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, creating fear among the workers. And Shut up. Look, here's the thing. Now, I'm not, again, because like I said in my disclosure, I don't, oh, that's the wrong one. I didn't want to play that Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> that Dukes of Hazard horn. But here's the thing, all kidding aside, I mean what I say when I read that disclosure. Okay, I don't advocate for violence, okay? Unless you break into my home or you threaten my family, guess what? You might have a few, you know, a few uh, entry and exit wounds, center mass, just saying. Okay? Uh, Patriot Beagle says, tell this guy to go find his cry closet. <laughs> go find your safe space, freak. Um, I don't advocate for violence, but I guess, yeah, listen. Terrorism? No, but will I say this when you piss off parents to the point to where they can't feel safe going into your store and, and not be bombarded by this LGBT pride demonized BS bull crap, trying to sell snip and tuck, tuck it underwear bathing suit. I don't know what the hell they're selling because I don't frequent that store, especially when it comes to their clothes, but then you got Satanists making children's clothing, saying Satan recognizes your pronouns. Get the flip-flop out of here, you f- mm -mm. Mm -mm. I need my beeper. I need, where's, where's my beeper, guys? Uh, you son of a 
Yeah, I, I, you, you, I just can't stand the that's going on here. These mother, I just no, can't do it. Can't do it. So, you know, when you get when you piss off a parent enough, are there going to be some people that are going to lash out irrationally? Yeah. Do I condone it and say it's a good thing? No, I don't condone it. Uh, you should look. You should never go in and assault anybody. I don't care what they're doing. Look, they're there trying to make ends meet, right? I don't care if they got blue, red, you know, blue hair. I don't care if they have a I worship Lucifer shirt with a pentagram on the back of their shirt with a target, you know, emblem in the middle of that pentagram. I don't care if, you know. <laughs> The thing is, is if unless they're physically assaulting you, you keep your hands off people. You do not assault people because they are putting out inventory. Just simply don't step foot in that store. Don't step foot in that store. Don't give them your money. Don't online shop. Leave negative reviews. Call corporate. But don't assault the workers for crying out loud. But to say it's terrorism, no. It's assault. But don't be such a big, overgrown freaking Nancy. But I'm like, oh, my God, it's terrorism. This is worse than 9-11. Oh, my God. Shut up. It's not terrorism yet. Hole. It's assault and it's wrong. So whoever assaults those target workers, shame on them. But there's other ways to go about going after a corporation. And it's not going after low-lying fruit that you physically see on a day-to-day -day basis. They're not the executives and the VPs that are making these decisions. They're, they're, that's not them. They're just trying to collect their measly little paycheck like the rest of us serves. All right. Somebody was just saying right here, I've worked retail and you're right. They're just working there. But if you verbally attack, if, if, if they verbally, if they verbally attack you for showing disgust, that's a horse of a different color. Exactly. Right. But don't, don't go, you know, look, I work for big oil. Okay. That would be no different than if some, you know, far leaning, left leaning tree hugging, you know, Tesla driving you know, whatever Al Gore worshiper comes up to me and assaults me with a Louisville slugger and says, you're an evil scumbag for freaking destroying the earth by bringing this, this, this fossil fuel garbage. I mean, it's no different. Look, I'm just working to earn a living for my family. I'm not the one pumping this crap out of the ground. I just happen to get hired here. So don't assault retail workers because they're putting out stuff that you disagree with. I disagree with it all the day long. I think it's bull crap. Doesn't make it right. So, but terrorism, no, no, absolutely not. Now, here's a list of other companies that apparently are proud to, to, to display their brands for the next 30 straight days, by the way. I, I, I emphasize the word straight, right? Let's see how proud these brands are after 30 straight days of consistent business losses. So we're gonna like you know, we're gonna take a look at Target at the end of all this. We're gonna look, keep an eye on Bud Light again. Two top on the list that are freaking losing their butts: Kohl's, Calvin Klein, Nike, Pantene, Dove, City, Adidas, Gillette. And again, remember this ain't homophobic. Don't push this crap and agenda 
down our throats. Just point blank. Now, here's another thing. Now, this is from Newsmax. I guess there's a boycott calling Chick-fil-A, right? Because of the decision to hire a vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion has led some prominent conservative influencers and organizations to call for a national boycott. Here's the thing, guys. A boycott sounds too, how should I say it? Temporary? Boycotts seem like it's a temporary thing. It's an all-out ban for life. Okay, it's an all out band. We're not going to frequent these stores just because they may have had a change in heart and taken the stuff off the shelves. I'm just saying it needs to be permanent. It needs to be lasting. In fact, it needs to get to the point where, well, it just crashes and burns economically. See, Patriot Beagle makes a good point. He says, we need parallel systems. I believe the parallel systems are already actively being raised up from the medical system. I see it. We got some wonderful MDs here in our local area that are outstanding. That are outside of the traditional medical system. You know, those type of MDs and doctors that have uh, different ways of healing, if you will, using, I don't know, you know Tesla coils maybe. Uh, and they can't accept insurance because, again, there's no way insurance would ever recognize that as being legit treatment. There's more and more health stores popping up. When I say health stores, I'm talking like natural, holistic, naturopathic type remedy type stuff, right? We're seeing more and more of this pop up. We're seeing more and more mom and pop shops that are starting to open up, right? As more of these corporations go down. I mean, microbreweries in Michigan, forget about it. You will never have a, an issue of trying to choose a beer in Michigan because there's so many microbreweries. Bud Light, what the hell is that? Oh, toilet bowl cleaner. Yeah. Uh, I got that to clean my toilets. It works great. Just don't frequent these places, ladies and gentlemen. Vote with your pocketbook. Don't give them your money. It's just that simple. Okay? It's just that simple. And as a matter of fact, let's hear what our buddy, let's hear what our friend Buddy Brown has to say on all of this because now that we're in June 1st, he made a very special song in honor for all the Pride Monthers. Let's let's see what he has to let's see what he has to say and what kind of song he's got. Let me switch it over on Cloud Hub so they can hear it on their end. Let's see. What's up, y'all? You know what's absolutely wild to me? Disney used to have a gay day, like back in 2001. And then fast forward a couple years, they had a whole gay week. Now on today's calendar, we have an entire month of the year where it's absolutely weird. To be heterosexual, <laughs> at least to the corporate world. I swear, y'all, it's honestly like they think every single one of us should be up there on a parade float in downtown San Francisco wearing nothing but tidy whities and cowboy boots. <laughs> Have fun getting that image out of your head. So I wrote the little song here. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. If y'all didn't know it, I'll explain it to you. 
You're all right wing bigots if you're not into dudes. <laughs> we get 55 emails each day before noon reminding us all that everything's gay in June. Your new Apple Watch, your ball cap from Liz. The Walt Disney Channel's got gay shows for kids. Levi Jeans makes you start hearing the banjos. Skittles makes sure we're all tasting the rainbow. As queer as a $3 bill in Elton John's boots. Remember, everything's gay in June. See all the stickers outside of the store It feels like a glitter bomb at your front door They're selling men's rompers live on QVC Queer Eye for the Straight Guy reruns on TV Move over you straight folks and give us your children to groom Because everything's gay in June That Target your wife goes to on County Line Even Buzz Lightyear is full of gay pride As queer as a three dollar bill In Elton John's boots Remember everything's gay in June If y'all didn't know it, I'll explain it to you You're all right wing bigots if you're not into dudes we get 55 emails each day before noon Reminding us all that everything's gay In June! I hope y'all like that song. If you embraced anything this June, make sure it's embracing a subscription to this channel. It'll be good for you. And that right there is our boy, Buddy Brown. You can find him on YouTube. Just type in Buddy Brown, that's B-U-D-D-Y, and then Brown, B-R-O-W-N. Buddy Brown, I tell you what, he he is a talented individual. He's a good old boy from down there in Mississippi. So um, I do want to, I, I don't want to glance over this real quick. So speaking of which, since we are in Pride Month, I feel like this is important because I want to push these. Uh, there's somebody in the assembly out uh, out in California has sent me a, a message on this and was showing me this. Um, so there's a, a, a girl who I believe she's in the assembly, but if not, I know she knows somebody in the assembly. She makes these shirts and I saw a picture of them. Um, maybe you could post it on my telegram, but um, they got these shirts. Oh boy, honey or whoever, Angie, whoever's listening. What do the shirts say? Because it's, it's like basically a shirt that, that honey makes it's a rainbow and it's basically about taking back the rainbow okay but what, what does the shirt say say here um, real quick before i continue on yeah it says promise not pride and i think it's a good message because we do need to take back the rainbow because again that's what satanism that's what the demons do they take everything that's perfect by god and they use it and invert it for their own bastardization bastardization right I mean, if you take the words pride and month, you put them together. And yes, I know Scott and Bards FM already said this too. I mean, that's actually where after I looked at that, I, I was like, oh, wow. And so I just kind of ran with it and decided, well, let's do a show on that. Um, but.
But you take Pride and Month and you put it together without the space and in the middle where, you know, you take out the P-R-I and the T-H at the end, it says Demon. Demon. Pride Month. Demon in the middle of that Pride and Month. Yeah. And so, um, so anyways, uh, honey, or what? if you want to put in the chat here and on Telegram if you want, um, and I'll repost it once I see it. Uh, a place where people can go check out those shirts that you made that says promise, not pride. Cause I think it's a good, I think it's a good, a good message, good shirt. Um, in fact, I was looking at it. I was wondering, I was like going to see what my you know sizes were for my wife and daughter. Cause I thought maybe cause my wife would just, I think would love that shirt. It's a, it's an awesome shirt. Now I couldn't wear it cause they, I, I looked at the picture. I'm like, there's a lot of girl colors in there. I don't think I'd be able to sport this now. And if you had a black shirt and it had that, oh yeah, I'd sport that all day long. All day long, I would wear that probably every day during Pride Month, just to let people know. Um, yeah, I celebrate the rainbow, but not because of your sick freaks and and your little agenda. I celebrate it because it's God's promise. So there you go. So yeah, um, but if you want to put it here in the Telegram, I don't know where people can find those shirts. Put your website or social media or whatever. Put it here in the chat. Put it in the Telegram on the His Hardline channel chat page and. I'll, uh, I'll forward it, but make sure you get like a good picture of those shirts. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to put that out there in honor of pride month, which <laughs> kids, what do we think about pride month? I mean, what, what, what are your, what's your honest opinions about pride month? I mean, t- tell me how you feel. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what about taking back God's rainbow? Is that a good idea? Yeah. Okay. See, the kids know, okay? The kids know. You can't you can't go against what the kids think is right. Look, kids are like animals, right? They they know, and no, I don't mean like you treat them like animals, but like kids and animals, they know when evil lurks around, right? They have a sixth sense. They know when scumbag evil is lurking around because you can tell by their reactions to certain people that maybe a certain man or woman is not a nice man or woman. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah. Um, so let's look at the word pride for a minute from an, uh, etymology standpoint. Now pride, if we don't forget is one of the seven deadly sins. Now, if you look at entomology and you know, the meaning on etymology here, it's a middle English, um, word from late old English, uh, there's a whole lot of weird words here. So it says Middle English pray, pred, preed, from late Old English prito, Kentish prede. I don't know if I'm even saying this right, but American uh, Mercian pride, meaning it's unreasonable, right? Self esteem, unreasonable self esteem, especially as one of the deadly sins, haughtiness, overbearing treatment of others, pomp love of display from prude and you can see proud of course so let's look at the noah webster's 1828 definition of pride so definition one it's an inordinate self-esteem and unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority in talents beauty wealth accomplishments rank and elevation in office which manifests itself in lofty airs distance reserve and often in contempt of others. Definition two, insolence, rude treatment of others, insolent exaltation, 
That's right. Definition three, generous elation of heart, a noble self-esteem from a consciousness of worth. Okay. Number four, elevation, loftiness. Number five, fifth definition, decoration, ornament, beauty displayed. Yeah, okay. More like ugliness displayed. Uh, definition six, splendid show and ostentation. Okay. I don't think a display of drag queens is a splendid show. I'm just saying. I just don't see it like that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Definition eight. Excitement of the sexual appetite in a female beast. Ooh, think about that one for a second, guys. Excitement of the sexual appetite in a female beast. That's an interesting definition in choice of words. Beast. Female beast. Is this why all these soy boys and 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 people that are uh, acting abominably trying to transition and do, you know, weenie snip and tucks and try to make themselves a female because they have an excitement of sexual appetite in a female beast. Is that why it's called pride month? I don't know. So somebody might be asking, well, what are the seven deadly sins? Well, here's the thing. So the seven deadly sins also known as the capital vices are a list of vices or negative qualities that, have been historically recognized in Christian theology. Now, here are they here here is the list in order. Lust. Well, I don't know if this is in order, but lust, which, you know, again is excessive or uncontrollable sexual desires. Number 2, gluttony, excessive indulgence in food or drink. Number 3, greed, excessive or insatiable desire for wealth or possessions. Number 4, sloth which basically means laziness or reluctance to work or lack of motivation. Number five, wrath, uncontrolled feelings of anger, rage, or vengeance. Number six, envy, resentment or jealousy towards others for their possessions, abilities, or successes. And number seven, oh, pride, excessive self-esteem, arrogance, or inflated sense of importance. See, it's worth noting that these sins are considered negative qualities from a moral and spiritual perspective, and they as a cautionary reminder against indulging in excessive or harmful behaviors. Okay. Pride is considered a very negative quality. There's no doubt about it, primarily because of its excessive nature and its potential harm that it can cause. And here are some of the few reasons why it can be so detrimental. Okay. Arrogance is number one, right? Because pride often leads to an inflated sense of self-importance and superiority over others. Okay. This is pride we're talking about. This arrogance can lead to a disregard and disrespect for others' opinions, feelings, or contributions, creating conflicts and hindering collaboration. We're clearly seeing that. Then there's the closed-mindedness aspect of it, because excessive pride can make it difficult for individuals to accept their own limitations or acknowledge that they're mistakes. And it can lead to a closed-minded attitude, making it challenging to learn, grow, and consider alternative viewpoints. Number three, lack of empathy comes from pride, right? Pride can hinder empathy and understand to understanding towards others. It can also become harder to genuinely connect with others when one is primarily focused on maintaining their own image or superiority. 
pride can strain relationships because here's the thing excessive pride ladies and gentlemen can actually strain relationships as it can be perceived as dismissive right condescending or or self-centered right it becomes challenging to build and maintain meaningful connections when pride takes precedence over genuine humility and respect pride can also be a hindrance to personal growth See, pride can hinder personal growth and self-improvement. Now, when someone is excessively proud, they may resist feedback, right? And so, and they, and not only that, but they also would probably resist what? Like learning from their mistakes, right? Taking accountability. And, and they become complacent in their accomplishments, which can actually limit the potential for their own growth and development. So here's the thing. It's very, very important to note that there is a distinction between healthy self-esteem and excessive pride. While self-esteem involves a balanced and realistic assessment of one's worth and capabilities, excessive pride involves an inflated and often unrealistic sense of self-importance. So understand the difference between the two, okay? Understand the difference between the two. So I'm like looking at the chat here. I'm like seeing a bunch of uh, stuff about uh, the rainbow. Let me see. I'm just kind of going up from the top. Let's see, I thought the rainbow was for dogs to cross over when they passed on. Also point out the leprechaun gold pot. Let's see here. I'm just looking, looking, looking. Then uh, somebody says God's rainbow doesn't belong to the weenie snipping, <laughs> the weenie snipping gender flippers. <laughs> That's all right. True that. Uh, Angie quotes Genesis chapter nine, verses 12 through 17, right? Yeah. Uh, the rainbow shall be in the cloud and I will look onto it. Remember the everlasting covenant between God and ever living creature of all the flesh that is on the earth. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. Genesis nine, uh, verses 15. That's the new King James version Bible. Yeah. That's exactly it. And that's what the rainbow absolutely is. It is the promise because, again, it says it right there. I'm going to read it again. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature on the of all flesh that is on the earth. That is uh, Genesis 9, verse 16. Absolutely. It is the covenant. The rainbow is the covenant by God to us. Now, last thing I want to play before we close it out here in prayer, or, well, I'll play it after prayer, but we're going to play a little Dukes of Hazard. It's the theme song by Waylon Jennings. Hold on one second. It's the Dukes of Hazard uh, song because, you know, that car story I was telling you guys about earlier in the show that, like, went airborne 120 feet. I couldn't help but play the song at the end of the show. So we're going to be hearing that. But before we we play that, let's close this out in a prayer, shall we? So, Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you, first off, for this time together as a, as a community and as a family here on this podcast and in the chat. We thank you so very much for, for the congregation that we have here and, and for all the contributions to everybody's comments and, and, and statements. It's always well appreciated. And uh, we just we want to say we know that you are extremely disappointed with what's happening for this wonderful month of June called Pride Month. And I say that obviously tongue-in-cheek. Hopefully you know my sarcasm by now, Lord. But all, all kidding aside, let us be diligent and, 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 
and educated enough. And uh, I should say educated, just show us the opportunities where we could try to in inform people that the rainbow was never meant to be for people to take and use it as a symbol for their same-sex lust and their gender-flipping nonsense, right? Let us explain to people what the rainbow is all about and quote Genesis chapter 9, verse 15 and 16. Let us inform people what the rainbow really is, that it's a promise, it's a covenant that you made to us that you would never do again what you did back then with the flood. And so let people understand what that really means and why these demons want to bastardize everything good that you bring forward to us. Why they want to reverse everything. They want to make a boy a girl, make a girl a boy. Because why? They want to destroy everything that you made perfect. So God, just help us out with that. Rietta also asked there, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that decides wicked plans, feet that are swift to running the evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who does discord among the brethren. Lord, please take this month and be glorified. Let your children speak up and be the light you intended us to be. Give us the, the divine appointments to share the gospel. Lord, help us to stand in righteousness and not be fear-based. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we pray all this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And yeah. Um, and honey says right here, think about how they're perverting God's promise, you know, how how they've perverted God's promise to us. Yeah, absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad you came here and joined us today. Remember, just again, as a reminder, tomorrow's podcast free Friday. I'm going to be at the lake starting tonight for two nights. I'll be back on the air on Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then again, Friday or excuse me, Monday and Tuesday, I will not be on the air. I'll be working on a special project. Um, there may be a third day, depending on how the first two days goes. But um, once I get past this project, then we should be good until I go on vacation the following week only for a few days, not a whole week. I can't do whole week vacations. I'm just not built like that guy. So, um, so, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's a couple weeks out and Oscar says safe trip, brother, look out for the turkeys. Yeah, I will. And you know, my wife did not like the, the turkey feather. She's like, if you don't take that feather out, I'm ripping it out of the bumper. So <sighs> I ended up taking it out at work cause I couldn't stand to watch her do it herself. I was like, Oh man, I got to do this myself. I'm like, this is such a nice garnish in my car. It's so beautiful. But she thought otherwise. So that's okay. It's out though. I got pictures of it. So, uh, <laughs> Rietta says in agreement with Katie. <laughs> so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, remember here at his hard line, we are going to celebrate God's promise, not pride month BS. Okay. Hold the line. We are firm. We are uncompromising. We are steadfast. Okay. We will not bow down to the enemy. Absolutely not. We are going to show and share what God's rainbow is all about. And it's not for this abominational nonsense. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. I'll be back here on Saturday evening. Until then, God bless. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm 
Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Yeah in the hills Someday the mountain might get up But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more Than the law of the life fight for you. I will be watching, I will be listening, and I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better, and I couldn't have done, them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. Our future will be brighter than ever before. And our future will be brighter than ever before. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. back in some form we will be back in some form we will be back in some form
will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. We will be back in some form. And our future will be brighter than ever before. And our future will be brighter than ever before. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come.